Hello and welcome to We Will Talk About It, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we watch one episode every week, spoiler free. I'm Megan. I'm Kat. And this week we are watching Season 1, Episode 4, Phantom Traveller. Yes. Oh, this is like a great episode. This is a this is a good one. And this is also our first episode recording since our podcast went live. Yes, it is. Like post, post-live? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Post-live? It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel like post- life. Yeah. yeah, and I just want to say, people are listening to us. Yeah. I've received a few very sweet texts, Ooh. Um, from friends, yes, um, and fr- and some emails as well from people saying that they Aww. like our podcast. You <laughs> made someone laugh in Target. So after <laughs> Wendigo, yeah, um, <laughs> after Wendigo, a friend of a friend of mine was in Target and someone was talking about firelighters. Mm-hmm. And she said that it made her think of you and fire guns, and it made her laugh. You made someone laugh. I made someone laugh with my. But like outside of listening to it, like <laughs> afterwards, she thought of you and, and and laughed. That's so cool. I'm an afterthought. That's that's something. Yeah. Like, that has like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> but clearly not. Clearly not because I made someone laugh in Target. I mean, yeah. I think that's so cool. Someone, one of your friends, listened on their commute. Yes, they did. I was waking up to mm-hmm. that because I've woken up. And seen her on my obviously I've seen her story and I'm like oh I'm tagged in something what is this mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm not gonna lie teared up a little bit I'm like people like me they really like me it's so I guess a little context the reason part of the reason we started this podcast part of the mm. reason that I came up with the idea was after 2020 which oh, was God. the worst year for Garbage. I think every human person a decade on the planet a decade of a year it was a decade of a year. And I just wanted to do something fun and joyful. Kat and I had stopped working together. Yep. And so we kind of missed each other because, like, literally we would talk every single oh, day. Every single constantly. day. Constantly. <laughs> so we weren't talking as much, which is pretty normal when you don't work together mm. and you don't see each other all the time. I wanted to do something with Kat and I wanted to do something creative. Yeah. But at the same time, it is kind of scary to do something creative mm-hmm. and put it out there. and For critics. To- yeah, and to have so to have people come and say that they like us, that we made them laugh, is such a huge compliment. And I just want to say, we lo- I think I speak for both of us. Oh yeah, definitely. We lo- we love you. Yeah, we love you because you um like we we're not doing this for fame. We're not doing this for clout. This is just no. us having fun, catching up, talking about fire guns. Yeah, uh, you know, just being us basically, mm-hmm. but just recording it. Yeah, it, it feels yeah. very nice to get positive. It's like that Grinch moment where he gets, you know, his heart, his yeah. nice heart warms up. Grows two sizes. So we love you. And we, if we knew who each and every one of you were specifically, yeah. we know who most of you are. Yeah, I of think, course we do. We're st- it's still mostly just our friends and family listening. Yeah. But in case you are that person that doesn't know us in real life, yes. if Hello. we could find you, not in a weird way, we <laughs> would hug you. I just want to say thank you because it's been really... I was messaging. It's early days and people are listening. And I messaged Kat and I was like, that there's this like simultaneous fear where you're like, I really want people to listen to this thing because I think it's good. And so it's it's kind of like we want people to listen, but at the same time, when we when people are listening, you're like, oh no, people are listening. Yeah. So uh, it's people been, are going to clock us. Don't clock us, but you haven't clocked us, which is lovely. You haven't. You've been very sweet. One other thing I also wanted to say, uh, I got an email from someone. They were talking about the fact that I, we say in the podcast that it's spoiler free, and so I just kind of wanted to explain what that means in yes. case someone's not sure. Basically, when we're saying spoiler free, because obviously we're spoiling the episode we're talking about, of course, but we're just not going to spoil stuff that happens in the future. So if you have never watched the show before or maybe if – and this is your first time watching it and you mm. wanted a companion piece yes. to watch long or if maybe you haven't watched it in a while 
and you kind of don't really remember what happens. Yeah. We're not going to spoil stuff for you. So I actually also have our, it's not a correction. Um, it's more of a clarification that I just want to give from Ooh. Wendigo because I talked about the Anasazi yes. and that I thought that it was a Easter egg. Anasazi, obviously when I was talking about it, I was saying Anasazi because that's what they say in the X-Files and that's why I think it was an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say that that's not the name of that people. Uh, so Anasazi is actually a Navajo word. Okay. Um, and they're not descendants of the Anasazi. And it's a Got word you. that means like ancestral enemy, essentially. Ooh. So it's not a positive word. No. And so contemporary people Ooh, say boy. Puebloans or contemporary Puebloans and they say ancestral Puebloans, which is what... I was say, referring to when I said Anasazi. So obviously I was saying Anasazi for that reason. Mm. I just wanted to clarify that because obviously it's not my culture and I just yes. kind of want to be as respectful and mm. accurate as I can be if I'm talking about cultures that of aren't course. my own. So I just wanted to add that um, because I had it in my notes and I didn't say it, um, which is an uncommon when you're drinking beer and recording yes. a podcast. Yeah. So I just mild, it's, it's not a corrections corner, I guess. It's more just a clarification Asian. corner about yes. I saying like Anasazi. Corner. Yeah. And can we have them with K's? Sure. So, just saying. (laughs) Shall we crack into the episode? We should. Yes. So, we open. This is a really specific reference that maybe no one's going to get. But we open and the opening scene, which is like this beautiful, quote-unquote, tropical scene, which is revealed to be part of the airport. And then this guy kind of pops into view and it becomes very clear that he's in an airport. You get airport sounds. But what it reminds me of is the opening scene of Jurassic Park 2. So Uh for anyone who – there's going to be someone out there who's like, oh, yes, it's probably going to be my sister because we saw watched that movie 7,000 times. But in the opening scene, there's this little girl. She gets attacked on Isla, whatever the second island is in Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park, and it's sort of – it's this beautiful tropical place and she's getting attacked. And then you sort of see the reverse. And what it looks like in the reverse of that shot is a giant Jeff Goldblum, like with – palm trees behind him and he's like yawning but it sounds like a roar and then he pulls out and you realize that he's standing at a train station and that the scene had changed and as a kid it made me laugh so hard because it looks like she's being attacked by a giant Jeff Goldblum <laughs> and it's probably on purpose but anyway this opening scene reminds me a little bit of that where you sort of get the like joke of oh it's a beautiful tropical scene and then pops into view and you hear the airline it, like the planes coming over and you realize that he's just a guy in an airport yep. and it's just like a but also it may be a tropical picture but there's like no like enjoy hawaii there's like no yeah. there's nothing it's well, just like a picture. i think that's because it's meant to be a it's meant to be a fake out like yeah. you're meant to think that they're in this tropical location yeah. and they're not they're not surprise um, so this guy he is getting ready to go on a plane and he is a nervous flyer Classic. Classic nervous flyer. He's really scared. Are you a nervous flyer? Hell no. Oh, love a good fly. Love mm-hmm. a good fly. Like I've I've had this conversation. I think I've even said it with you. I am one of those people that is very much, yeah, you know, I've made my, if I get on a plane and the plane goes down and I die, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to know because I'm dead, mm-hmm. but also I'm okay if that's how I go out in this world. Yeah. You've made your peace with that. I've made my peace with that. What about yeah. yourself? Yeah. I'm I'm not I have zero fear of flying. I don't yeah. know why because there's lots of stuff that I am oh, afraid of. Like yeah. I'm afraid of heights. 
there's lots of stuff that I'm afraid of. So anytime I'm not afraid of something, I'm like, well, I'm just not going to talk. Like, I'm just not examining why I'm not afraid of it because, yeah. hooray, don't, there's an area of my life that I don't get scared. Yeah, don't pull that so, thread. <laughs> don't pull that thread. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah don't, pull, don't, don't pull the thread because I'm not afraid of this thing. So hooray. Yeah. But this guy, he is afraid of flying. Oh, he, and then he's standing in the bathroom and some uh, not particularly great CGI black smoke. Also known as a CGI swarm in my eyes. Yes, yeah, it looks like a swarm of tiny, tiny, tiny Dots. bees. Or dots. Yeah. <laughs> the CGI is not great. And we're going to see some other CGI this episode oh, with the sure plane are. that also... It looks... Oh, gosh. I'm like, okay, we'll talk about we it. We will talk about we'll it. Go, we'll get there. <laughs> Don't I worry. Have some thoughts. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, so he, he, the smoke sort of goes into him and we don't really know what's going on or what's happening. He's getting on the plane. Uh, the flight attendant sees him mm. and for a second when she's sort of directing to his seat, he has black eyes and she sort of looks a bit like, oh, but then sort of clearly just goes, oh, I must have imagined that that's yeah. whatever. Like Also that French roll, the French roll in her hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, I was, I literally wrote all that French roll in that flight attendant. Oh yeah. On point. It was like, oh, good. Yeah, it was great. I was like, I can't French roll my hair. No. <laughs> she's looking, she's out here living. You know, that's when I, I feel like when you've got your life together, when you can just do a hairstyle that everyone mm-hmm. is like. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. And so they're on this plane and eventually the guy turns to the girl next to her or next to him and says, how long have we been in the, been in the air? And she looks at her watch and goes, oh, about 40 minutes. And he's like, oh, how time flies. The look on her face is like, oh, good. I'm sat, sat next to the weirdo. Yeah. Also, as, we, as we're going down the aisle, it's taking a beat back, maybe like 10 seconds. Did you clock how many people were wearing sunglasses on the goddamn yes, plane? I was like, how? yes, I did. And I was like, why, guys? What's happening? Yeah, I'm like, I have been on many flights, mm-hmm. as you have been on many flights. I don't think I've seen people with sunglasses on a plane. No. And if they're there, they're on their head? Yes, yes. So after the woman says it's been up for about 40 minutes and then realizes she's sat next to the weirdo, which is oh, yeah. always my fear when I'm traveling by myself, is a like... talker. That you're sat next to the, the the weird person. Most people would think I would be the weirdo talking on planes. No. No. I'm like, like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to enjoy plane sounds for the next X hours. Yeah. Catch on the flip side. Might see him in, you know, baggage collection. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not a talker on airplanes. Don't speak to me. Mm-hmm. Unless you know me. Even when I'm flying with my husband, I still, like, we don't talk to each other on the flight mm. because he's got a book or he's doing stuff on, like, he's got a movie he's watching, I'm normally doing stuff on my laptop or I'm watching a movie or I'm listening to a podcast. Like we're married to each other and we still, we're not going to have a conversation. We're going to have a private situation. Uh, I wish. Yeah. I do not have that experience, unfortunately. I have the nervous fire gripping death or a story of our first flight together going to Melbourne and Joel decided that he wanted the window seat. And I'm like, you know what? I've seen, I've been on many, Mm. many flights. He is a maybe, maybe 10 flights. He clocked in his lifetime at this point. So he's like, oh, I'd really like the window seat. I'm like, yeah, okay, I mm. can. I, I will forego. I am the great girlfriend. <laughs> Turns out, motherfucker doesn't like flying. Oh, God. Also, doesn't like heights. Oh, God. Also, doesn't like getting above a certain level and staring out oh. over the window. Motherfucker, we, get, we take off. He's gripping my knee. Oh, God. Gripping. Like, he's going to tear my kneecap out of my goddamn body. Yeah, Um. on the way back, safe to say, we had... The- the window seat. He mm-hmm. went to say, I'm like, get fucked. Yeah, no. Basically pushed him in the middle of the seat. I'm like, you can sit next to the weirdo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stare at the window. Mm-hmm. Look somewhere else. I bought a $10 pair of headsets <laughs> and was like, I'll catch you in Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Because that was 
my zen was off. Yeah. I was mad when I got off the plane. And uh, yeah, so we flew in a couple of times after that and he's been a bit better, but not when we had some turbulence. Oh, God. Uh, so he gets up and he yep. walks towards the exit row and uh, one guy sort of looks at him and he's like a bit like sort of weird, not like something just, I don't know, he, he picks up that something's a bit off. off. And then um, he opens the exit door and gets sucked out and it's all very, for me, it's a very like, I don't know if you've ever seen Lost, the TV show. No. Okay, but it's very like Lost where it's just the big plane accident and people are freaking out the mask falling down so that they can breathe mm. and that's the cold open and then we cut to dean asleep in a motel yes and i did think this episode i wasn't going to be horny because i have been fairly horny yes. up to this point yes you have and in my defense it's not me that was horny it was the internet but <laughs> As you guys know, yes. um, I love the Supernatural Wiki. They are incredibly helpful. They have so much research. They've done so much mm. on, you know, who cast members are, what other TV shows have cast members mm. been in, synopsises of all the episodes, transcripts of all the episodes. But what they have in every episode on their website is like a list of kind of recurring themes or symbology that's from the episode. So things like mm. the Impala or Dean's Jacket or dad's journal mm-hmm. um then it that links to an article about that mm. particular piece of symbology but so when i was doing the research for this episode i was scrolling and i saw something that made me laugh so loud yes and so hard yes I, i'm gonna have to put a link to it in our show notes on the website because i don't think i'm going to be able to put it on instagram okay but i saw a <laughs> The Ackles ass equation. And I was like, wait. I beg your pardon. (laughs) Did you stumble onto accidental porn? No, I didn't. So what someone's done, and this, when you see this, you're going to understand why I can't put this on Instagram. I'm going to have to link it in the actual website for the show notes. Okay. Someone did a mathematical equation to graph that first. (laughs) So when we first go on to (laughs) dig. Someone has gone to university, paid like $100,000 and has then decided to graph his ass. So the in, the fir- in this in this scene, the first, the scene mm. that we cu- cut to, which is Dean asleep, it's like it pans up over him. Peaks and valleys. And so someone's done the, done the maths on, oh, yeah, on the, the, maths. The, the curvature of his ass. And it's great. <laughs> I really appreciate the commitment to horniness. Oh, yeah. Is someone doing maths about that is, it? <laughs> that is a nerd horn. Like, that is a nerd. Like, someone's like, I'm a nerd. I have a maths degree, but I also like ass. <laughs> but I have some free time, and I would like to do this for you all. So it made me laugh really hard. Yes, that was great. But it also meant that um, there was no way that I was going to get through an entire episode without being just a little bit horny. So we cut to a motel, uh, and Dean is asleep. And he hears something open that someone opened the door and he's reaching under his pillow and he turns around and it's Sam, of course. Um, but he Giant has, Sam. Uh, yeah. Um, with coffee and donuts. And Dean sort of turns around. He's brandishing a knife, but mm-hmm. it's just Sam. Yeah, it's just Sam. Um, it's just, so we're, it's all good. And Dean asks Sam if he got any sleep. sleep. And Sam's like, yeah, yeah, I got some sleep. And Dean basically calls him out and says he was lying because he woke up in the middle of the night and Sam was Easy. watching a commercial. 
do we even know it's Sam? Because this episode is dark. Like you don't see his like Sam's face for a while. <laughs> I was like, I could just see lips moving. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. It is a very dark. Someone, t- bitch, t- you're not paying for the power. You've paid for the room. Turn that goddamn light on. Yeah, I know. It was very, it's very dark. Not not in the world of, of season one supernatural. No, with we that never, filter. We never turn the lights on. Never turn the lights on. Plus season one filter equals Sam Sam's lips just moving. Yeah. <laughs> So Dean is like, we need to talk about the fact that you're not sleeping. Sam's like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you know, obviously everything's happened, but it's also this job, you know. Yeah. And I Dean's forgot. like, you can't bring that kind of stuff home with you. You have to let it go because mm. otherwise it'll consume you. And Sam's a bit like, yeah, sure, coming from the guy who just brandished a knife at me out of nowhere. And Dean's like, hey, it's a precaution. But their conversation is interrupted by Dean getting a phone call. On a flip phone. His flip on phones. his tiny flip phone. I should tell you who wrote and directed the episode. Please do. This episode was rich, uh, written by Richard Hattam, mm-hmm. who I don't know personally, but I know of him from a, another podcast called Astonishing Legends. They do a lot of paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. And Richard Haddam's been the guest on there for a few ah. times. Um, so he wrote this episode and this episode was directed by Robert Singer, Bob mm-hmm. Singer, who is one of the executive producers yes. of the show. And he's a really big fan of like proper classic mm. 70s cinema. And you do sort of see that in how he yeah. films. Like this first scene with Jerry and Sam and Dean when they're in the airplane hangar. Mm. It's all like one shot of like. I don't know film terms, guys. It's like a triangle of them walking together. Like they're in a formation of like a triangle. Like you've mm-hmm. got him in the front, the t- the two taller men at the back, mm-hmm. and they're walking. And I know so yeah, like, it's all, and it's all one shot and it's all one angle. So They're I walking think, towards the camera, but the camera's yeah, moving backwards. I think that's called a dolly when it's like moving. Yeah, it's on tracks. Yeah, it's yeah. on tracks. And so it's a really – I think it's a really effective shot. And I actually watched this episode with the commentary on and this – episode the commentary was Jared and Jensen and huh. it wasn't overly helpful of course because it was just 40 minutes of them having a kiki I mean basically what we're doing basically what we're doing which but, is fine so it didn't give me a lot of stuff for podcast yeah. for, for the podcast in mm. terms of like behind the scenes stuff but I will say it was very wholesome and adorable Aww. because they this is them yeah, they're season one, and you can already tell that they're literally best friends. Like a whole, the whole episode of them doing the commentary is them just having a kiki and making fun of each other, and <laughs> like teasing each other, and then but then also talking about the show. And they clearly love the show, and it's very cute. So if mm. you do happen to own the DVD and you've never watched it with the commentary, this one really warmed. But horrible things were happening on the screen, but it warmed my heart <laughs> because they're so cute together. Aww. Um, so it was very sweet. But what they did say was that this doing it like as a one is great for them as actors because then they don't have to do a bunch of stuff where it's filming on this person's head and then filming on this person's head and then filming from this angle. Like they could just do like one take, one or two five, takes. Like three or four takes yep. and then be done. But they're talking to Jerry. Jerry's talking about the crash and how he's a bit sus. And I like that this kind of opens the world that there are people out there that Sam and Dean have helped who now know that the world is full of the supernatural mm. and so are a little suspicious when stuff happens. But what Jerry also says is that John, their dad, couldn't stop talking about Sam and about how proud he was mm. of Sam. And this was clearly brand new information for Sam, that he yeah. that his dad was proud of him. Like, he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I think I think you're missing the wrong John. There's a lot of Johns out there. <laughs> yeah, this, I don't think you meant my father, John Winchester. Yes, I think you were talking about John Smith down the road. Mm-hmm. 
they Jerry plays them the black box recorder. Oh, the CD ROM. <laughs> oh, I was like, and that classic like mm-hmm. of it opening and closing. I was like, classic. Yeah, and so there's EVP on the black box recorder, which mm. Jerry picked up as well. And they realize that it says no. They realize later on that it says no survivors, mm. which is very ominous and scary. Oh yes, um, Jerry's called them in because the pilot. Uh, one of the, but there were actually survivors of this this crash. Yes. There were seven survivors, and one of them was the pilot Chap Chuck, who is a friend of Jerry's, and that's why he's called the boys in because he wants to know that Chuck is going to be okay. Yeah, they're like, we need to know the passenger manifest, and we need to know as much information as you can give us, and it would be great if we could look at the wreckage. And he's like, well, the first two are easy, the last one's kind of hard though because it's in a secure location, and so they obviously now they're taking on another lot of aliases and they've gone a bit dean's gone a bit rogue with this one he's going with homeland security sam says this is illegal even for us and i guess in context for for the younger viewers it's 2005 this is only four years after 9-11 which homeland security was created as a response to 9-11 and so it is pretty wild and illegal for them to be impersonating homeland security like that's that is definitely Sam's not wrong. It's yeah. properly illegal, and this is when Sam reveals that the recording says that there are no survivors mm. because he was working on the editing while Dean was creating, creating fake library cards, creating fake library cards. Obviously, we work out that uh, Sam's got a list, and we need to go talk to mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. of the survivors. And yep. the first one is going to be Max. Yep. So Max is the person who saw the guy who has um, had the black smoke go into him. He actually saw what happened. And Max has checked himself into a mental health facility. Mm-hmm. He has. Um, now, do you want to tell them where you're yes. Max from? Yes, 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 yes. Let me turn back a page. So, shout out to my iZombie peeps. Mm-hmm. Um, his name in iZombie, go with me on this, is called Vampire Steve. Okay. It's great. Mm-hmm. He's a great character in mm-hmm. iZombie. He's IT. Okay. And he plays Dungeons and Dragons. It's, it's, very he, cute. It's very, it's very adorable. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, so I know him from there. But also, when I was Googling his IMBD, mm-hmm. I said that right? Yep, yep. Yep. He was also Holden in um, Jessica Jones in one episode. Oh, okay. I mean, if you haven't seen Jessica Jones, guys, go immediately and watch it. It's on mm. Netflix. Yes. Particularly the first season. I mm. mean, it's very yeah. intense, yeah. I guess, if you have trauma in your past. Yeah. Maybe read a synopsis before you watch it. Yep. But it's some of like one of the most phenomenal series of television mm. I've ever seen in my entire like end to end. Mm. It was so messed up, but incredible. And yeah, uh, several of the writers from Supernatural, including Rael Tucker, who I think we talked about in maybe Dead in the Water. Yep. She actually went and wrote on Jessica Jones. So she actually ah. wrote the first season. So there's quite, and there's actually quite a few writers um, on Supernatural who then went to do Jessica Jones. So that makes sense. Looping it all together. Looping, looping it, it all like together. It, it, we, go out for a, we go out for a swim, but we swim back to shore. We like do. It, we get back to shore eventually. We, eventually. It's just, it's, you know, there's a journey, there's a direct path or a journey. We take the journey road. We take, we take the long way around, but hopefully that's what you guys like as yeah. well. Max has checked himself into a facility. Mm-hmm. These kids... 17 they're wearing jeans and sneakers who is like yep that's what homeland security looks like and they're ripped jeans they're ripped jeans they're fashionable jeans of the time of the time not currently Mm -mm. 
Max basically is like, look, I went through something traumatic. That's why I've checked myself in here to take care of my mental health, which I could yeah, support. Yeah. We're 10 out of 10. But he's like, because I think I saw something that I couldn't have possibly seen. Yeah. And they sort of probe him a little. They do a little bit good cop, bad cop of mm. Dean, Dean being the bad cop, Sam being the good cop. He eventually admits that he saw the guy open the emergency exit. And he's like, I Googled that. I don't think he said Google. But he's like, asked I looked at it. I, I asked Jeeves it, and that's impossible for a human person to do. And he also reveals that they that when he looked, he's like, I thought he had black eyes, and that Sam and Dean sort of exchange a glance of like, oh, okay, <laughs> oh dear. They now know that they're going to have to go and look at the wreckage, and so they're actually going to have to do some proper disguise work, which <laughs> is to put a suit on. Thank you. You're both terrible liars with your bodies because you just wear whatever and then go, yeah, I'm Homeland Security. And you're like, you're, you're a 12 year old. What's, ta- what's happening? I think this is the first time yeah, it's the first that time they put a suit on yeah. to go. They look play, like play. men in black. Yeah. It's they very... really look like men in black, which I mean, they're selling a story, right? Yeah. They're trying to actually convince people mm. that they're from Homeland Security so that they can break into the facility and look at the wreckage. And again, I think I mentioned this. In Wendigo, watching this with the DVD means you get the original music and not the music that Netflix or whoever has decided is okay for streaming for copyright purposes. And again, the music's better if oh with the God, DVD. Yeah. It's it's like generic rock music when you watch it on a streaming service. Oh really? And it is Black Sabbath, oh. Ozzy Osbourne oh. when they come out. It's yeah, so actually- much better. But they go and they they don't break in, but they pretend to be Homeland Security and, and, get, and they believe them. And I was like. Oh, sure. Yeah, this is very believable. And they go in. And I will just, this set where it's like the big, because they do a big crane shot initially of yeah. the, like, hangar? of the hangar with the the Air sort of field? airline, or the outline yeah. of the plane. And it's sort of filled in with all the sections. It's a really great set. Like, yeah. it's very, like, it's a very big set. And very detailed. And very detailed. So I was actually very impressed with that set. And they're sort of looking around and they see something on the door handle and they, and Sam goes to scrape it off to keep it to get Jerry to have a look at it later. And apparently this is one of the few useful things that Jared and Jensen told me, it, not me, us the world in the commentary was that normally actors get like a fake knife when they're doing stuff it's rare for them to get something that's actually sharp um for safety purposes and so normal and then like the close-ups will be with like the props people so that it's safe but this time they had to give him like a real knife to scrape the stuff off and he immediately cut his hand and they were like well this is why we can't have nice things this is why we cannot have nice things this is how we get ants yeah this is how we get get, this this is is how how we we get ants. ants Sorry to anyone who does not get the Archer reference. Yep. Go watch Archer. Yeah. And Dean is uh, also walking around this wreckage with mm. an EMF reader that he's he made, made. out like of a, of a work beep, Walkman. Beep, 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 and beep, beep, beep. Sam gives him some shit about that, but that's pretty clever. Yeah, I mean, like, look at him being all MacGyver. Yeah, like I think it's kind of clever. He's thinking how to make this stuff that look they can't. Like a little, a little earbud. But then the real Homeland Security turn up. Sam ah. and Dean apparently have amazing hearing because they hear them or coming. Or just like six cents. They just know to to get out of there. And so they go back to the motel to do some research. Mm-hmm. I, and this is, I didn't notice this last time, but Sam's laptop, 
the back is like covered in stickers and they're the yeah. most boy stickers that I've ever seen. It's like blue kind of tribal designs. It's so funny. Like they're so boy stickers. I'll, maybe I'll be able to find a screenshot that I can put on Instagram. But yeah, it made me laugh. And Sam thinks that it's a demon. Yeah. Um, and he says that demons are in almost every culture. Yep. And Dean says demons don't want anything. They just want chaos and destruction in the meantime though chuck the pilot that's jerry's friend he is trying to get back into flying he is you know he's been part of an accident and so he's like no i've got to get back up in the air but he's pretty nervous about it yep and so we see the black smoke again and this time it comes the cgi the the cgi the cgi swarm comes Mm -hmm. and this time infects chuck and yeah. now we know that it's a demon. We know that that's what's coming for them. And he's up in the air. And once again, the demon asks, "What time it is? How long have they been in the air?" And yeah. he said, "They say oh, about forty minutes." And he just nose dives, nose dives <laughs> their plane into the ground, yeah, and um, and kills him. And so we get a lot of really quick cutscenes where it's like Jerry calls and says Chuck's dead. They go, they look at the wreckage. We don't really see that happen. They come back and it's sulfur again. And this is where they realize that he wasn't just maybe the demons, not just after Chuck, it's after the survivors. Was, yeah. Um, final destination style. Yeah. Yes. Very final destination. It, actually. I was like, when they're like, oh, it's going after the survivors. I'm like, oh God. Oh, I'm traumatized. Those movies have actually traumatized me. I, anytime I'm driving behind a truck that's got mm-hmm. anything on behind that's yep. like dangling, yep. I'm like, yep. no, yep. I'm going to get around <laughs> you because I've been traumatized and I'm sure I'm not the only person. Oh, absolutely. Like I've only seen one of those films because you're on the highway or whatever and there's a truck in front of you and it's got like a, like rods, rods or, or, or logs. I have seen yeah, logs. Or logs or whatever. You're like, this is how I'm getting final destination right now. Yeah. Also they, um. Dean is on the phone and he's talking to Jerry and they're saying, oh, he died. He died in a town called Nazareth. Nazareth. Yeah. That means something, right? Because Dean's like, huh, you're never going to guess what. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Yes. So uh, this is where our conflicting childhoods come Ah. into play. So I was raised a Catholic and Nazareth is where Mary is from and it's where she finds out that she is going to bear Jesus, essentially. So it's like a biblical reference, and that's why he's like, oh, it's ironic because Nazareth. Yeah, because yeah, when I literally – my note is, Nazareth means something, question mark? <laughs> so now that they've worked this out and they've worked out that it's a demon and he's coming after the mm-hmm. survivors, they are trying to figure out who or what the demon might be coming after. Yeah, yeah. And most of the people who survived are like, yeah, you won't get me on a plane anytime soon with the exception of Amanda, who was the flight attendant that with we saw the French at the start. French The <laughs> flight attendant with the French roll. And so they drive to the airport, which is actually Vancouver Airport. They're in, okay, so they're in Vancouver. No, they're not in Vancouver Airport. We're just in a random they're in, airport. They're in random airport and they're trying to – They uh, Dean goes up to a phone because she's turned her mobile off. Remember turning your mobile off? Yes. On Remember planes. it not being on – Every single second of every single day, which is what my mobile is at all times. Yes. And so Dean calls and he pretends to be, first he pretends that he is a A doctor. doctor. Well, he says he's Dr. James Hatfield, which is the lead singer of Metallica, is James Hatfield. James Hatfield is not a doctor in real life. Okay, cool. He initially pretends to be a doctor and that I assume it's his, her sister or her mum. He says Karen Walker is in the hospital and Amanda's like, no, there's no way. I literally just talked to her. And then she's like, oh, is this, insert terrible ex-boyfriend, is this his friends? Are you trying to do something? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he really tries to talk her from out of getting on the plane, but she's just like, oh, my God, no. 
get him to call me later and we'll, we'll talk, but I'm still getting on this flight. And so Sam's like, okay, we have to get on this flight. People are going to die. We, we go get whatever you can from the Impala and we will get on this flight. And Dean is really not keen on this plan. And this is where we get a bit of a reveal, which is that Dean is scared of flying. And I think it's always kind of fun, particularly in these early episodes when Jensen or Jared get to do comedy mm. because they're both very funny, and but the show's not very funny. No. And so it's always fun where they get to be a bit comedic. Yeah. And plan so B, Dean, time. <laughs> yeah, Dean is not keen at all on this plan. He is just like, uh, why do you think I drive everywhere? <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, why do you think we drive everywhere? Why do we think we never get on a plane? It's because I'm scared of flying but sam's like well we have to people are going to die so yeah. sorry this we is either i go or we both go yeah and dean is basically just like huh dang it fine fine and this is obviously the best day of sam's life to find out that his mm. big brother has a chink in his armor something they can tease him about yes as the oldest i know how it feels when your younger siblings work out what your weaknesses are because yep. you will be teased about it it will be brought up constantly for yep. the rest of your life yes so they get on the flight, they take off. Dean is humming Metallica because it calms him down. <laughs> which is great. Um, which is really funny. I do like that Sam's like, are you humming Metallica? And he's, like, mm-hmm. he's like, it's coming down. Mm-hmm. And Sam is just like, keep going. This is great. This is the best day of my life. They realize they have to work out who is going to be possessed. Who mm-hmm. is, and at first they think it's probably Amanda because she's just been through a really traumatic incident. And they reveal that demons, they play on people with maybe addiction issues or trauma issues. Or weaknesses. Or weaknesses, fears. Yeah. And so... Vulnerability. Dean offers to go and talk to Amanda and he's going to initially splash her with holy water to reveal she's a demon. And then, but Sam suggests a more subtle approach, which is to say Christo, which, in is, Latin. which is the name of God in Latin. Dean goes to talk to Amanda. He says Christo, she firstly is apparently the most well-adjusted person on the planet. Oh, yeah. Well, he's just like, well, she's just the best one. Yeah. He was just like, he was almost mad because like, I think because he's so nervous being on a mm-hmm. plane, putting his feelings aside. Mm-hmm. And then he says Chris, you know, he says Christo to her and he's, and she's just like, what? Do you like, beg your pardon? Sorry? And he says it again and he's just like, sakes mm-hmm. just be the demon just be yeah. the demon so, so get- then they have to work out who the demon is and so he's got his homemade emf reader out but they get to the top um of the or the front of the air the plane and sam comes up spooks dean it's like anything and he's like no and then they see the co-pilot and then dean says christo and he did they did say earlier that it flinches at the name of god and this he didn't flinch he just turned around and had black eyes i was like flinch my ass and so they realize that it's the co-pilot who is mm. the demon and they're like, what are we going to do? And they're like, oh, we have to get him back somehow. And they decide to enlist Amanda, who I don't know if it's her flight attendant training. She takes this all very much in stride. Mm. They do the whole, we don't have, like, we don't have time to explain to you, like, that, that mm. something's out there. Like, the truth is out there, is what Dean says, which is that da, when you were like. Da, 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 da. I was yes. like, yes, fucking yeah. I was like, yes, fucking X-Files. Fuck yes. I was very excited. I, I appreciate that. Hence, if you look at my notes, look, yeah. how scrim- look how scribble that is. Yes. So, yeah. So, that's obviously an X-Files reference, which Kat gets now. Yeah. Which is going to make the rest of this very fun because there's lots of X-Files references. This is the... Look at me doing the things. I know. I know. You're... Joel's very happy right now. Oh, it's so... I mean, I love X-Files. And, but she kind of goes along with it. She's sort mm. of like, yeah, you, you know, she just, just rolls with it. And I kind of think sometimes 
you know, in movies, you waste a lot of time with people being like, I don't believe you and I don't believe that this mm. is happening when you're like... love convincing happening. A convincing happening and they just kind of bypass that because they were like, no, she, you, you, saw she's, you saw something, you knew something was going on, he had black eyes and she sort of goes, yeah, he did. And so they, she convinces the co-pilot to come back and they wrestle him to the ground and they manage to do the exorcism. And mm-hmm. at one point, the co-pilot, well, the demon looks up and says, I know what happened to Jessica. She burned and she's burning now, which is Horrific. really wild. Mm. But Sam does the exorcism, gets the demon out. But mm-hmm. the two, it's a two-part exorcism. The first gets it out of the body, but then it can do whatever. When it's out of the body, they have to do the second part to actually send it to hell. Yeah. And so that's why suddenly the plane starts to go down. Oh, God. Again, the second the second useful piece of information that I got from Jared and Jensen was that it's there are sets where the like a plane is on like like a like a a thingy one of those like a thingy oh yeah like a oh like a platform and it yeah. raises up and yeah down. like it's, it's like a, a roller coaster like those yeah, simulation yes, kind of yeah exactly like one of those simulation roller coasters. Where it goes up and down. This is not that. All of this is just people pretending, and then just the camera, um, Doing ca- the work. Ca- camera operators manually moving it, so handheld, Jesus. making it shake. And it looks really good. It looks really realistic. It's re- and like all the lights are flashing. Sam finishes the exorcism. Meanwhile, Dean <laughs> is living out his worst nightmare. Oh, yeah, and again, fight. it's always. I may, I'm sure there's a gif of it. Maybe I'll put it on Instagram. Yeah. Um, of him just like screaming in, in the, the plane, corner. In the corner. In the corner, just like barrel himself <laughs> up. Like that's how I fucking die. They land the plane. Everybody's there. The FBI is there. Mm-hmm. They're talking to Amanda. Uh, she looks over at Sam and Dean and mouths thank you in front of the FBI agent. I don't yeah. he, like he. He doesn't look – they don't do any business of, like, he looks away to talk to someone. He's just standing there and, like, talking, and then she just turns and goes, I, I can't do it because – sorry, I was just going to do that, but you, this is you not a visual medium. You can't see it, and also you won't hear it. Or you'll just you won't hear it, words. but she turns away and mouths, thank you. And I'm like, this is very suspicious. And he just seems to continue on like nothing happened. Also, same with, like, the co-pilot where he's obviously wrapped up and he's got burns on mm-hmm. him. He's like, no one's – checking like especially when he's like i don't remember getting on the plane yeah and then just pans away i'm like wait a minute pan back what the fuck yeah your your pilot license is fucking revoked it's going through a shredder yeah <laughs> because airlines don't generally like their pilots to you know not know how they got mm-hmm. onto a plane yeah just and in also, general particularly four years after 9-11 yeah um people aren't keen on that sort of yeah. thing so they've saved the day and they go back to let jerry know and they're like oh well how did you even get our like get our number and he's like oh your dad gave it to me and of they, they it's like like breaks yeah. screeching of them yeah. being like sorry what yeah what how did you talk to our dad and he's like oh well i didn't actually talk to him but his voicemail said if there's an emergency to get in contact with you which is what i've done because i couldn't speak to him and then he sort of wishes them well and of course this is Brand new information to Sam and Dean. They've called his mm. voicemail so many times and it's always been the same. And then his phone was turned off. And so then they listen and it's a brand new voicemail message. And gives them hope. It gives them hope. But it also, something about it, I think, because Sam sort of gets in the car and slams the door. And I think for him as well, it's like, what is dad doing if not getting in touch with us? Like when he was completely out of touch with us, at least. 
there we, was like we could let their imagination run wild mm-hmm. essentially but this but now we know that he's not talking to them for some yeah, reason for some reason and so i think that that pisses sam off that now he knows his dad's alive but that he's actively not reaching engaging out to them. Yeah. yeah and then they they drive off off to their next adventure yes and and that's the end of the episode that's the, end of the episode it's a great episode mm-hmm. yeah this was a really good one this you sort of start to get the feeling that they're finding their feet yeah so thank you so much for yes, thank listening you to this episode. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app, probably the one that you're listening on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell a friend if they you think that they might like our podcast. Yes. We are a completely independent podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we are literally recording in my bedroom yes, with <laughs> equipment that I purchased from JB Hi-Fi. And so all of the support, word of mouth, is how people are going to find out to what to listen to us. Yeah, definitely. If you could leave us a review, preferably on iTunes, that's also how people can find us. If you leave a review, that Algorithms tells people. Man. Yep, tells people use that. It makes the algorithm smarter so you can leave a review on iTunes. Um, and that would be incredible if you could do that for mm. us. Go follow us on our Instagram. I We will talk about it pod. You can find all our show notes, including the Ackles Ars Equation. Um, at wewilltalkaboutit.com. But in the meantime, stay safe and beware of CGI swarms. Bye, guys. Bye.